to love babs love talk on babs rolls ivy the wheels do indeed keep turning and they're turning today toward dance i got alexis robbins logging in and lynn peterson like who is already on screen from the uh Saren modern dance uh uh company and uh you know y'all know alexis my tap dancing teacher from uh camera uh camera dance is a camera did i say that right camera dance Hammer dance, yes, and siren dance. And siren dance. So y'all have a creative circle uh, coming up, uh, a dance performance coming up October 22nd um, in the Hill at a, at a, a Creekle space, the Hill Museum, 210 West Street. I, I love that space. Have you been in the space? I'm sure you've been in the space. I love yes, that space. Yes, we have. Yeah, it's fantastic. So welcome. So tell me about this, this dance performance. What, what are we working with? What are we talking about? Uh, we're working with a lot. Uh, we're talking about uh, two different companies, uh, Siren and Camera Dance, coming together to um, share with the community. We're both uh, working on new dances. So we're in the early stages of creation, lots of ideas going on, and we want to share we want to share that now with the audiences. There's lots of times people share the very end product when it's all tied up and in a bow and neat and complete. Um, <laughs> but we spend so much of our time in process rather than in performance. And we wanted to share that with the community. Um, show when it's still messy, when we haven't, don't, well, we never have it all figured out, but when we have it even less figured out <laughs> than we think we do at the end, um, tell them about our ideas, tell them how we, make dances and everybody does it completely differently and just kind of crack the door open a little bit on that process so that's what we'll be doing on saturday so how do you two know each other alexis you want to take that one sure <laughs> uh so for several years i was renting space in <clears throat> erector square and uh lynn is married to the visual artist who you might know uh eric march and uh, we were both um, his studio and where I was renting space from at Studio I. They're on the same floor in Erector Square. And um, I had met Eric several times through um, both Christina Kane and Jen Ray, who make up Studio I. And yeah, I believe, Lynn, you came to one of my like open source solo performances. Um, 2020? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a while ago. Yeah those days um yeah and so so lynn lynn came down the hall to to see what i was up to and um yeah i was like oh my gosh another dancer those are so rare to meet here um <laughs> and uh yeah our, our relationship has been uh growing ever since then now is this the first collaborative effort or have y'all collaborated before on on pieces 
No, this is our first. And and I guess to be clear, uh, the companies aren't yet, maybe that'll happen someday, aren't yet uh, fully creating together. Um, we're collaborating in the sense in that our two organizations are bringing this event uh, to be to fruition together. So we're collaborating on the production side of things. Uh, we will be doing an improvisation on Saturday with some audience help and participation that uh, where we all the dancers will be performing together. Um, but uh, this is our first collaborative venture um, as two dance making organizations. Uh, we find in dance, we often get very siloed um, as companies working on our own, going at it alone. And Alexis and I are really trying to have a different approach and reach out to each other, work together. Um, there's just so much more we can do together uh, when we pull whatever resources and energies and visions we have together. So this is our first venture in that and really trying to come together as two companies, celebrate each other's visions um, and see what happens. Is your computer volume up? Because you might need to turn it down. So um, are, you, um, are you a tap dancer too or? And Alexis, are you a contemporary dancer? Like how, how, how are y'all similar and different in your approach to dance? Um, uh, I would argue we're mostly pretty different, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm also a contemporary modern dancer. So that practice is, is in my work as well. Um, what I'll be showing this coming Saturday is very uh, tap dance heavy, um, but but there's always movement <laughs> in, in what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, Siren Modern Dance as advertised uh, in the name is, is a modern dance company. Um, I don't know if anyone in the company has tap experience that I don't know about, but. <laughs> yeah, I think some people have. I did for a little, little bit when I was in elementary school. Um, I'm not a tap dancer. Uh, I love it, I appreciate it. Um, I think what Alexis does is extraordinary, um, uh, but it is not the form that I have spent the most time in. Uh, modern dance, uh, which I acknowledge is a very uh, term and perhaps a vague term for people listening out there. What is modern dance? What does that mean? Um, <laughs> um, it stems from American modern dance, uh, some of the people, Martha Graham, Catherine Dunham, Jose Limon, um, that started this work, you know, over 100 years ago, or 100 years ago in our country. My training came from that lineage, and now we do a big mishmash melting pot uh, based on who we are as people today, but that is where our training is rooted, which is why we have preserved that name in our company name, is to kind of pay homage to our dance ancestors, so to speak. Um, but I would say Alexis and I, while we're, um, our companies explore different forms for the most part, um, I think we share a definite esprit de corps as far as like uh, just being really persistent and passionate and stubborn <laughs> about just sharing dance and all the different ways we can do it. Um, and that's, you know, one of the reasons why I've been so excited to get to know Alexis and just had to work with her is because um, when you meet somebody who kind of shares that passion for this is just me and this is what I do and this is how I connect with people. This is how we connect with people in the best way we can is through dance and all the different adventures and, and opportunities that dance has, I think, placed in both of our lives. 
And I think that's what really inspired our connection and is allowing it to grow. So what do you want people to, uh, to do when they, when they come on Saturday? Like, what is the participation part? Like, cause you know, people are like, I can't dance. I don't dance, but they want to see dance. How, how do you engage that? Or do you engage that? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, both companies will be showing new work. So uh, a large, a large part of the Saturday hang is that you're just gonna come watch and there's gonna be sn lots of snacks for you to, to nosh on while while you watch and are hopefully feeling inspired. Um, and then at the end, our two, our two companies are going to improvise together to a score, per se, that the audience is going to help us figure out. So we're going to ask the audience questions that will influence what we're doing in terms of tempo and where we are in space and what the, the like energy or the feeling is of, of how we're going to approach improvising together, which will be our the first time our companies have danced together ever. So you're gonna experiment, you're gonna experience a literal experiment <laughs> in front of your eyes, um, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, yeah, and then we're gonna just open the floor to any questions. So, and and there's no, no question is dumb, no question is weird, you can ask anything. Uh, we want what we're doing to, to feel approachable um, I, I think it will, will hopefully feel approachable because they're right now are presenting work that's very in its like bare bone stages. Um, there aren't like lights or crazy or any of the large production things yet. Um, so yeah, yeah, this is this is mostly Saturday is mostly a hang. Come come eat a cupcake, stand, sit on a chair, sit on the ground, look at the art, look at the movement in front of the art. Um, and however it makes you feel is how it makes you feel. Um, and then, you know, let, let us know if you have a question or just let us know how it made you feel, which could just be, um, it, maybe it made you feel confused and we, we start to unpack that or maybe it made you feel excited and, and we, we unpack that. So go ahead, go, no, go ahead, Lynn. I was going to say, and 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 that th there may be some uh, welcoming for some audience movement during our presentation uh, that will be, you know, perhaps inviting folks to join along in some really um, uh, accessible, simple, basic movement gestures. And when I say gesture, I mean movement that's only with your arms from your seat. Um, but that's only if people want. And we're welcoming people to draw. We're going to have pencil and paper there. Um, like you said in the beginning, Babs, the artwork of Krigo uh, envelops this space. There's no way you cannot uh, be aware and, and responsive and feeling also all of these uh, intricate drawings that are going to be surrounding us while we dance, while people watch. And so we're also going to have a pencil and paper there. Um, and if people want to respond in any way, drawing to the, the pictures, to us, to what they're dreaming about, who knows? I'm acknowledging that there's lots of people, lots, lots of ways people can be processing what they're experiencing. Um, and so that's another kind of element um, that we're gonna add to the mix on Saturday. So is the idea that you two come together um, and people get to see the creative process, but do you, at, at the end of this, do you make a decision that we are going to 
actually create a production together or this is just a one moment in time? I think, I think Alexis and I have a lot of ideas about a lot of things we want to do. Um, we want, we, what we do want to offer community classes where we are act, where the whole point of the hang would be to have everybody moving with us as a whole separate thing. Um, we hope to bring, continue to bring these new works as they're being created and as they get completed to New Haven so people can see as they develop. And, um, and one day it may lead to our two companies also full on collaborating together. But what I've learned over the years um, is that to collaborate in that way, to like fully interweave artistically um, is a really big commitment. Um, and and is takes having a really a really strong relationship with the person um, that we're collaborating with, um, and so we're we're taking it one step at a time at this point as far as that goes. But there's lots of possibilities. We have lots of things we're excited to do with dance in New Haven together. And and do you do y'all think this will inspire other movement organizations, dance organizations, to be? To, to sort of get together and do something very similar, to do this? Like, can this grow? Do you imagine this growing into something that y'all do annually or seasonally that you bring other dancers into the, into the space and sort of say, let's, let's just do this together. Like, it's not, you know, it's a commitment, but it's not the same as if, you know, you're putting on the nutcracker or... <laughs> <laughs> No, anything like that like this this is you know like like alexis alexis said you know this is before the lights and the costumes and the whole thing um uh yes and um i think <laughs> um yeah i hope i mean i'm just like it's it's such a, a big deal to be able to share the production work with other people um for me that's feeling so huge. Um, I've, I've produced several shows uh, by myself in New Haven, and it is so much work to, to take all of that on. So just sharing um, the burden, for, if you will, for lack of a better term, of, of the production side of what we're doing, because the, the dancing side and the artistic side is, is, is um, always, always uh, what we love to do. But the, the production side is hard. Um, so sharing, sharing those responsibilities with another group of people who are equally as passionate is just so incredible. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to continue down this path of, uh, producing events together where we're each showing work. Um, I think this will lead to more than just works in process. So this Saturday is a very you know, chill works and process event, but I, I believe that this will be leading to um, the lights, the stage, the more formal um, version of, of where we're headed when work is complete. Um, so, so sharing that, uh, that production as well. And then, yes, I think um, inviting other dance organizations into the conversation um, would, would be huge. Uh, so, of course, it's, means building more relationships and and working with other folks and uh deepening deepening trust because again this you know producing events is a huge responsibility but um yeah i mean new haven and and really connecticut in general like there isn't um 
I haven't found a better way to say this, but there really isn't like infrastructure for dance. There is not infrastructure for what we do. Um, so I think the only way to do this moving forward is is to collaborate in the way that we are doing and to uh, in the future collaborate with other uh, professional dance organizations as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so when you say infrastructure, Alexis, because um, I was going to ask a whole different conversation, but that that um, this interests me because, you know, mm -hmm. I chair the, the Greater New Haven Arts Council board. Um, and uh, and this is this is an interesting thought because I, I never thought of not seeing dance having the support that it needs. And I see other arts getting the shine, right, getting all the information. What, what is required, both of you, uh, for infrastructure to be built for dance to, so that there is, a, I guess, a pipeline and a, 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 a space for it to be next to all the other art that we celebrate in the city? I think it takes uh, a lot of things. I don't think there's, I think one thing that's really important that I've learned is that it's there's no one magic silver <laughs> key. Um, uh, I think I think there are a couple of things that need to be in place. I think um, first of all, all of all of the people out there in New Haven and the Greater New Haven area, like um, first and foremost, we as a dance artist have to build relationships with the people in our community to make them feel a valued, invested interest in the art form of dance. Uh, so that actually they come out of your homes and away from your screens and come experience something that's like live and in person and in your body. And so I think that's one, one part of our work is developing that relationship with people in our community uh, through giving them experiences with dance, whether that's in a dance class, a dance performance, hopefully both. Um, then maybe those relationships grow to those individuals contributing themselves. Uh, we're, we're both non-for-profit or operate under umbrellas fiscal sponsorship model uh, where, where individual support is, is key, is absolutely key. Siren, that's been the backbone of our organization um, uh, for now we're entering our 20th year. Um, without the support of individuals, we wouldn't be here. Um, ticket sales, performance fees. And then, you know, obviously the Arts Council of Great New Haven and all the Arts Councils out there are incredible. Um, however, the funding that exists through those places is often like very hard to get in terms of the competition for that funding. And so we found as an organization that we actually have to, you know, get a whole bunch of other stuff going um, because we can't necessarily count. We can't count on that grant funding to be the thing at all. It's way more about building our relationships with individuals, getting a lot of work and kind of building this, uh, multi-stilted uh, platform of support that allows us to get through. But I think it's really pronged and I think it's, but I think it really starts in a lot of ways with us as dance makers, not to put more work on us, but I really do think we have to figure out how to get listeners. And I'd love to hear from anybody out there. Like, what do you, what do people think about dance? Why don't people want to come and engage and why don't they value it the same way they do like spending money on a movie ticket or going to see a music show or going to see a sports event? And those are real questions that we need to unpack as a dance community. And I could probably talk for way longer than your show would go about that. No, that's really fine because you know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to convene y'all shortly 
so we can have a bigger conversation about how we elevate dance because I find it um um I, I, I just was not aware. I mean, I, like a lot of people, particularly uh, people of color, you know, we find dance. We, I mean, I go to Alvin Ailey when it shows, when it comes through town and I go through all the other, you know, when the arts and ideas throws dancing uh, things, performances, I go, but I never yeah. thought about it beyond seeing the Nutcracker at the New Haven Ballet. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't think of it beyond that. And yep. I'd like to change that. So it's the it's the small budget. It's just like the economy of the country. Most of the resources go to those top folks, right? The Ailey's, the people doing that crackers, like and Dance NYC has a great quote that I'm forgetting, or these statistics that I'll try and find to get to you, Babs, about 80 to 90 percent of the funding does not make it to they call us small budget dance makers. You know, so much of it stays at the top, stays right at the top. And makes it really hard for small budget dance makers. I'm sorry, Alexis. I will let you talk. I apologize. I'm just steamrolling this, but clearly that's I'm very fine. passionate about it. But I know you are too. But anyway, sorry, Babs. I cut you off. But no, that's, no, that's, don't be sorry. Yeah. No, this is yeah. this is what conversation is about. To yeah. to to jump in here, Alexis. What is your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, uh, seconding everything Lynn has said, but um, I yeah, I I think. Um, I think a large reason why uh, people don't think about dance uh, is, is because it is a, is a, it's a physical art form. It's something we do with our bodies. And I think a lot of humans are very disconnected from their bodies. And so it's, it's just easier to consume a movie or it's easier to consume music um, and I love both of the, those uh, forms and, and, and it's, it's easier to go look at visual art because it's not um, asking you to connect as much maybe to your physical self. And when I get up in front of you and like really close to you, right? Like the show we're doing on Saturday, you're not separated from us. We're not in a, in a theater where there's a stage and a separation from the audience like the the performing I like to do is when I can I'm I'm you can hear my breathing the audience can hear my breathing and see my sweat um and and really feel like the work I'm putting in and um yeah something I'm 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 working on uh <laughs> this thought a little bit more so um maybe it'll sound a little more more coherent one day but just yeah, like folks, um, it's it's hard. It's harder to be like, oh, that person is doing something like so physically intense. It's making me think about my own body, maybe. And we're often our bodies are being shamed um, from every all the directions. Um, no matter what you look like, you know, it, it, we're always being told something is wrong. Um, and we're spending a lot of time looking at screens and just being like so disconnected from what our bodies uh, can do for us and how they serve us and, and that we only get one, we get this one vessel <laughs> and that's it forever. And um, how, how you treat it and how, how it moves is, is how you move through this life. Um, and I think dance is so incredibly deep and special in that way is, and in that it's, it's when you're watching other people dance it, it's asking you to connect to yourself. And I think that there's a disconnect there in general. Um, more specifically though, to get back to like 
what I meant about infrastructure um, is that there there are literally and and now I'm speaking more like Greater New Haven slash Connecticut. Um, there are no, not no, not zero, but there are almost zero like common meeting places for dancers. Um, and there is essentially zero funding that is specifically for professional dance makers in this state. And um, if you go look at any grant that's been given out recently, either in greater New Haven or in this state, and you look at how many professional dance artists received that grant on that long list of artists, it's almost often zero. And Oh, we have got to change that. I had no idea. And I, I mean, I'm out here applying for stuff all the time and I, I'm not getting it. <laughs> and, um, you know, of course, like, we can't get all the things we apply for, I'm not saying that I that I should get all the things. That no, I, but I know exactly what you're saying. But, 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 you know, if you poll people, they will tell you dance is important. I mean, we make our children go to dance, right? Like, I don't know any little girl or little boy that did not come up through somebody's dance program as a child, whether it was ballet or modern jazz or tap or whatever it was, you, you, we, we, we understand that to be foundational to, uh, to uh, uh, arts education. We, we believe this because we put, there's kids all over the city that are in little ballet classes and little movement classes. But then after that, what happens? Like what happens yep. after you get out of that, that, you know, that I guess you go to sports and then you never look back to, to, well, to I, dance. I think that's another uh, attribution to the another version of the disconnect I'm talking about is like, and people say that to me all the time as someone who offers adult drop-in tap classes that are affordable on a weekly basis, winky face. Um, <laughs> all the time who come to me and say, oh, well, oh, it's not for my six-year-old? And I'm like, no, it's not. And no offense to your six-year-old because of course I also teach children and children should learn how to dance, but like so should adults. And it doesn't stop after you, you stopped dancing in high school. It's not like dancing just ends like there are <laughs> millions of professional adult dancers who um, are owning our crafts the same way a musician does. Um, you know, it's it's not any different. If if you if you value music, um, you should you should value professional dancers in the same light. Um, we're working day in day out. Um, you know, I I practice. I put my shoes on every day. I practice every day. Like that's not any different than a guitar player, a bass player, or a horn player practicing their craft every day or rehearsing with their bandmates. Like we're also doing that. Um, and, and then, you know, another rabbit hole we could go down is that it, it's, it's harder to produce dance and it's harder to see dance because it is harder and takes a lot more time to create quality dance works than it does. Um, and I don't mean this in, uh, in any offense to other art forms, but in, in many ways, it just takes, it takes a lot more to learn and teach and perform and produce dance because unlike music, I could write, like I could write down a music score and hand it to someone. And if they can sight read, they can just play that, right? Like there's, there's written language for what musicians do. Um, and there is no written language 
for what we're doing. Like it is really time consuming <laughs> to teach, to be like, okay, you're gonna hear, hear, hear. I can't write that down for you. Um, and it's, it takes human beings who are incredibly in, in like deeply intact with their, their brain, body, their mind, body selves to be able to see that and be like, got it. And, and there's a lack of awareness of how hard that is. <laughs> um, but it, it takes so much longer, um, to, to, to produce that and to, to hold on to it, which is also why you know, dance performances, even what we're doing this Saturday, just like can't happen terribly often, especially on our budget, because it takes a long time to even produce what we are producing. And so when we do come at you with the lights, camera, action, the the whole finished product, like we're, we're spending years to get there. Mm -hmm. I am fascinated by this conversation. I my little mind is turning. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to convene some some dancers so that we can start talking about how we can get money into this into this art form and have collective space where y'all are gathered. Not to say that y'all are not gathered, but you know some collective space where some unifying body says, "Let's get all the dancers together and hear what they need and mm -hmm. figure out how we can get what they need." I think I think that is necessary because I, I just feel like I don't want to see, I mean, I grew up with Bo and Peters and I don't know if y'all know Bo and Peters dance when I was a child. I mean, and, uh, and there was a whole documentary on Miss Peters um, uh, because she was so iconic in the dance world and she was from New Haven and, and she came to, she came back to New Haven and, and taught all the little black girls. I mean, I don't know any black girl that did not come through uh, the Bo and Peters school. So mm -hmm. I just feel like you all are raising an issue that really needs to be looked at and explored and mm -hmm. find some way to sort of elevate dance back mm -hmm. to its rightful place among the other artistic expressions that we enjoy, mm -hmm. you know, that we enjoy. So, uh, so uh, Lynn, where do you, where do you, where do you run your, your company from? Are you in New Haven? I live in New Haven personally. Yes, uh, Siren is based in New York City. Um, so the the company rehearses there. All of our dancers live there. Um, but I once lived there, but have since eight years ago relocated to New Haven, very happily. Um, uh, so I'm I'm straddling two worlds, and so happy to be bringing uh, Siren back to New Haven. It's been several years. Well, actually, that's not true. We were just in May performing at a school here um, in the neighborhood. Um, but we haven't done a public um, event for quite some time here in New Haven. So, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, <laughs> so Alexis, um, I, I love the fact that you're, you're doing this and I've watched you uh, I, I do a couple of other performances uh, like you did this summer, part of, uh, uh, I think you got a grant or you got something, you did this thing outside where you brought people together and yeah. and they danced and you had live music and you I think you do that periodically you you'll perform with live music and bring people together to dance <laughs> um yeah yeah I did I did get um and it was the the first time I had gotten money um from the state of Connecticut um to produce rooted in dance and music um which yes we did this past May 
uh, in Peter Villano Park, and it's happening again uh, Saturday, October 29th. <laughs> uh, so a week after this performance, uh, the second Rooted in Dance and Music is happening uh, in Westville at the Central Patio outside. Um, and yes, that's a it's a free opportunity for anyone, um, anyone, all ages, all abilities to come learn a dance, um, perform that with live music, and then be in a show with professional artists. Um, yeah. Ooh. Oh. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, 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 I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that's happening October 29th in, in Westville. Um, thanks to, to WOVRA, the Westville Village Renaissance Association is helping out. Um, yeah, it's, it's, this is the second one. And for now, the last one, uh, amount of money. So if people want to give me more money, I could maybe make it happen again. But um Putting things on is incredibly expensive uh, because I believe in paying artists uh, ac actually what they are worth for their time. Um, so it's not just, oh, $1,000 will cover this. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yes, but I'm, I'm grateful that I was given some money and the first one was amazing. I know this next one's going to be awesome. Um, and yeah, I would love to make it happen again, but pending funding. <laughs> I understand. And uh, and I mean it. I'm going to convene y'all with some other folks that I know or think I know. And okay. and 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 I want y'all to invite people too cuz I don't I don't know dancers like that. I just know y'all and, and mm -hmm. Alexis specifically and I want to I think it's time to convene this and have a larger conversation um at least uh uh about how we can at least come together and tackle this so but i know y'all have a creative circle a dance performance uh presented by siren modern dance and camera dance at the hill museum on saturday october 22nd from four to five uh, mm -hmm. i love that space very much it's a great yeah. space it's a mm -hmm. great space and yeah. uh and so i hope people come out and support this and participate and let us elevate dance back to its rightful place of uh, artistic expression Sounds great. Thank you so much. I so appreciate this conversation this morning. I have learned a lot. Thank you so much, Lynn Peterson. Thank you so much, Alexis Robbins. Thank you. And I Thank will see you all out here in these dancing streets. <laughs> yes, you will. That's right. <laughs> all right, Harry. Thank you very much. And uh, I will see you all later. Uh, take good care and uh, be safe out there.